Chapter 19 of Grace Harlowe's Return to Overton Campus by Jessie Graham Flower This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 19 An Unintentional Listener Delightful young person, commented Emma dryly as a resounding slam of the door echoed through the room. Grace walked slowly over to the chair which she had been occupying when Evelyn had made her tempestuous entrance and sat down. There was a brief silence, then, Do you suppose Miss Wilder will send Evelyn home? Grace, you aren't going to try to intercede for that hateful girl after this. Emma's tones quivered with vexation. I don't know. I suppose it wouldn't be of much use. Miss Wilder won't tolerate out-and-out -out disobedience. I... Yes, Emma, I'm going to see if I can save her. I'm going now. Grace sprang from her chair and began slipping on her wraps. Emma eyed her moodily, struggling between approval and disapproval, but saying nothing. Goodbye, dear, called Grace over her shoulder as she hurried out the door. I'm afraid I'll be late for dinner. Don't wait for me. Outside the house she paused, glanced toward Overton Hall, then sat off in the opposite direction toward Miss Wilder's home. "'I hope she's at home,' was Grace's anxious thought as she rang the bell. "'Miss Wilder's in the library, miss. I'll call her,' informed the maid. "'Come in. It's Miss Harlow wants to see her, isn't it?' "'Yes,' Grace smiled in a pleasant appreciation of the maid's remembrance of her. "'Good evening, Miss Harlow.' Miss Wilder rose to greet her unexpected visitor and offered her a chair. Grace returned the greeting, then seated herself directly opposite the dean. "'Miss Wilder, I came to see you,' she burst forth, "'to ask you if there is... "'if you could give Miss Ward another chance. "'She came to me tonight and said that she was to be sent home "'for what happened last Saturday. "'I'm sorry that she has put herself in such an unpleasant position.' But I am more sorry still for her sister, who has made so many sacrifices to give her a college education. I never told you much about Miss Ward, Miss Wilder. Let me tell you now. Miss Wilder listened attentively to Grace's eager outpouring. Miss Ward's case has not yet been settled, she said slowly. It rests with me whether she shall remain at Overton. I will think over what you have told me. I am not prepared to give you an answer now. Come to my office at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon and bring Miss Ward with you. Thank you, Miss Wilder. Good night. Feeling that there was nothing more to be said, Grace rose and held out her hand to the dean. The older woman took the hand in both of hers and looked deep into Grace's honest eyes. You are a true house mother, she said gently. I know something of how greatly Miss Ward has tried your patience, and if I do decide to give her an opportunity to begin over again, it will be largely because you have asked me. When Grace let herself into Harlow House a little later, a hasty glance into the dining room revealed the fact that dinner was over. I'll come down and get mine after a while, she decided, and ran upstairs to her own room. Well, inquired Emma as Grace entered, "'Pretty well,' retorted Grace. "'I won't know positively until tomorrow. "'Is Miss Ward in her room?' "'She is,' stated Emma. "'And judging from the sounds, packing is in full swing. 
I've heard her trunk lid banging frequently and wickedly, and she's opening and shutting the drawers of her chiffonier in an anything but gentle manner. I must see her, declared Grace. Then prepare to be greeted with an icy blast, predicted Emma. The next moment found Grace knocking on Evelyn's door. There was a rush of steps, the door was flung open, and Evelyn faced her, white and defiant. "'Miss Wilder wishes you to be in her office at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. It will be to your interest to do as she requests,' stated Grace briefly. Without giving Evelyn an opportunity for speech, she turned and walked down the hall to her room. "'Back so soon and no bones broken,' commented Emma. Grace laughed a little in spite of herself. "'Really, Emma, this is a serious matter,' she declared. "'I'm not at all sure that Miss Wilder will give Miss Ward another chance.' "'Don't think about it, and she will. Worry over it, and you'll defeat your own hope. Think about your dinner instead. It's downstairs keeping hot for you. I'll go down with you and entertain you while you eat. I have a letter from Elfreda which I've been keeping as a surprise.' There is something in it that you will be glad to know. The something was Elfreda's announcement that Miriam had invited her to go to Oakdale for the Easter holidays. That settles it, Emma. You simply must come home with me, exclaimed Grace. You know you delight in J. Elfreda. I do, I do, solemnly agreed Emma. I'll think it over, Gracious, and if my finances can be stretched to cover my railroad fare, I'll be with yous. But who will look after the Harlowites if I fold my tents like the Arabs and set sail for Oakdale? I don't know yet. Louise Sampson, perhaps. She is so capable, and the girls not only like her, but respect her as well. I must talk with her first. She may not wish to assume the responsibility. Then again she may have other Easter plans. We shall manage somehow to arrange things satisfactorily. Louise Sampson had no definite Easter plans. So she said when Grace broached the subject to her following day. With never-failing good nature, she readily agreed to take charge of Harlowe House during the absence of Grace and Emma, provided Grace felt confident that she was able to measure up to her responsibility. "'I'm so thankful that's arranged,' sighed Grace, as Louise left her office after luncheon to return to her classes. "'I wish some other things could be as easily disposed of.' As she dressed that afternoon to go to Miss Wilder's office, she was far from joyous. She disliked the idea of meeting Evelyn in the dean's office. She was confident that Miss Wilder would state frankly to Evelyn why she had been spared. Her conjecture was only too well grounded. When Evelyn appeared in the dean's office at precisely four o'clock, half anxious, half defiant, Miss Wilder read her a lecture the cutting severity of which caused Evelyn to flush and pale with humiliation and anger. "'Remember, Miss Ward,' she emphasised, "'it is solely due to Miss Harlowe's intercession in your behalf that I have decided to allow you to remain at Overton. "'Oh, dear, I hope she isn't going to make Evelyn apologise to me,' was Grace's thought. "'Why did Miss Wilder ask me to come here today?' As if in answer to her unspoken question, Miss Wilder went on to say, Miss Harlowe came to me last night and asked me not to send you home. I requested her to be present today to hear what I wished to say to you. 
I trust, Miss Ward, that hereafter you will see fit to observe the rules of Overton College and live up to them, as a second infringement of this nature will mean instant dismissal from Overton. That is all, I believe. Thus dismissed, Evelyn left the room without a word. Grace lingered for a moment's conversation with Miss Wilder, then left the office and started across the campus for Harlowe House. Halfway there she glanced at her watch. It was not yet five o'clock. She would have time to do a little shopping before dinner. Turning her steps in the opposite direction, she was soon hurrying along Overton's main business thoroughfare. It was ten minutes to six when, her shopping done, she came within sight of Harlow House. She wondered if Evelyn were at home. Of late she had been more intimate than ever with Althea Parker. As Grace walked into the house and slowly up the stairs, the pale face of Ida Ward rose before her. She was glad that she had been able to avert the disastrous consequences of Evelyn's disobedience so that Evelyn alone should suffer. Entering her room, she took off her wraps and began rearranging her hair preparatory to going downstairs to dinner. The sound of footsteps in the hall, the opening of Evelyn's door, then Evelyn's voice declaring excitedly, "'You can do it if you want to,' caused Grace to lay down her brush and involuntarily listen for a reply." It came, and in Mary Reynolds' distressed tones. Oh, really, I couldn't, Evelyn. Please don't ask me. You must. Evelyn's command broke forth sharply. I won't. Mary's refusal gathered strength. You have no right to ask me, and I have no right to do it. Then you are not my friend if you don't do as I ask, flung back Evelyn, and I shall never speak to you again. Please go away and don't ever come to this room again. I am your friend, quivered Mary. That's why I refuse to do something which will surely make trouble for you. How can it make trouble for me? demanded Evelyn. You know as well as I. But Grace, coming to a sudden realisation that she was listening to something not intended for her ears, sprang from her seat before her dressing table and went downstairs, wondering not a little what it all meant. End of chapter 19